Hey friend, and welcome to the Camera Brave Show. My name's Marissa, and I help people fearlessly create content and find their own beautiful voice. In this show, we talk all about strategy, mindset, and confidence, not to mention the power of storytelling through my personal favorite thing, video. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's dive right in. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Camera Brave Show. My name is Marissa. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today, I'm going to dive right in into my biggest video hacks. These are tips and tricks that I have learned since starting Camera Brave earlier this year. Now, I studied production, so I, of course, learned a lot about production and video and editing techniques while in school. However, there are some really specific pointed things that I really didn't start using until I started Camera Brave. So now these are all little tips that I kind of picked up along the way that I use every time I show up on camera and they've become like muscle memory. A lot of the body language, eye contact and posture, a lot of that becomes muscle memory. Once you keep going in your video journey, you'll essentially get to put yourself on autopilot and not even have to think about these sort of things. So my reason for sharing these with you today is I want to honestly give you some ideas of things that could help streamline your video process and also give you something to think about as far as when you are watching content, things that maybe are compelling you to relate to the person on the other side of the screen. So if there's something, maybe it's in the way someone talks or their body language that you really enjoy watching, those are always things that you can try to pick up on and implement in your own video strategy. I always do that. I always am a student of the craft. I'm always trying to learn and I'm always watching myself and deciding what I could do to constantly improve. So my point for sharing this with you today is to encourage you and give you ideas and also to remind you that if you're watching this, or even if you're listening to this through podcast form or watching on YouTube, that what you are seeing and hearing is calculated. As authentic as this sounds, every little thing has been calculated. And let me explain what I mean, because I don't mean that in a manipulative way, but I mean it in these things have all been thought out. These are things that are not a coincidence. They are purposeful. For example, if you think my voice sounds clear and crisp, that is not an accident. That is because I've invested in a nice microphone. If you think my audio looks clean and vivid, it's not an accident. It's because I've invested in a very nice uh, HD camera. Those are what I mean by calculated. So Video aesthetic is really something that can be broken down and copied for your own purpose and to fit your own authentic self. So please keep that in mind whenever you're watching video, whenever you're listening to someone, especially the more evolved that they are in that particular platform and how long they've been creating content, 
they're most likely very calculated. Their equipment, their content, their presentation, they're things that they've been working on for years and really putting hard work and effort into. So before you go comparing yourself and thinking that so-and-so's videos are perfect and you could never mimic it, you can. You absolutely can. You can plan these sort of things out and calculate what's going to create the best video and then implement it yourself while still remaining authentic. So here are a couple of the tips that I've learned and that I use almost every time I'm on camera. The first one relates to eye contact. Now, I knew eye contact was important when I first started Camera Brave and I was preaching it from day one always make direct eye contact with your camera. However, there are two things that I have since added to that eye contact to really help my video pop and to help feel more of a connection to my audience. I think eye contact is so important. I think it is the pinnacle of video. I think that is how you make connections. And I think that is how you really feel like you're getting to know the person on the other side of the camera. And I have always, always, always said, take the time to find your exact camera, not the approximate area, but the exact camera. So the two things that I also now do to have eye contact that really pops. The first thing is I do not wear my glasses. Most times I'm on camera. Sometimes I will wear them on my stories if I'm not wearing a lot of makeup. <laughs> the glasses help me feel like my look just feels a little more pulled together. Um, and I'll occasionally do them on lives. But you will not see me wearing glasses for a webinar or these podcast slash YouTube episodes. You will not see me in glasses. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'll just show you. It's not like my glasses are dark shade. Of course, you can still see my eyes. However, you can also see the lens glare. You can see the computer screen and you can't really see the my exact eye color. And you're kind of distracted as to what is reflecting from these glasses. These are like blue light and glare resistant something. So they are super glary, for lack of a better word, glasses. You can really see what's being reflected. And I find that distracting. So especially uh, when I'm in front of my ring light, you can see the ring in my glasses being reflected back. And I do still do some lives like that. And I will occasionally do a story like that. But when I want to make my video like pack a punch, no glasses. Does it give me a tiny headache? A little bit, but I have good enough vision to where I'm able to look into my webcam and still deliver content without getting a massive headache. Now, if you need to wear your glasses, please wear your glasses. Don't put yourself through unnecessary strain. This is just something that I do because I don't wear my glasses all day. I'll only wear them if I'm reading or looking at screens. And technically, 
I'm looking into a lens. So it's not a major strain on my eyes because I'm not looking at a computer screen um, or like a book. So that's one thing that I do not do in order to make better eye contact. I try to not wear my glasses unless I'm really trying to hide a little. (laughs) And the second thing that I didn't really think about until I started showing up on camera and watching myself back a lot through Camera Brave is you will almost always see me in bright colors or light colors. So that goes back to eye contact and the color of my eyes. Some of you may have what I have, which are called mood eyes. And essentially they just change color. If you're wearing green, they'll pop a little more green. If you're wearing blue, they'll pop out blue or gray, they'll pop out gray. Or even if you have more hazel eyes, you may be able to bring out different tones in them and the colors you wear. Even if you have brown eyes, different colors bring out the brightness in your eyes differently. So I always pay attention to what color I'm wearing because that reflects in the vivid color of my eyes and has an overall effect on my eye contact and the relationship that I have with my viewer. Honestly, I prefer to go bright when I can or even light. But what I would recommend to you is to take note when you do video, play with different colors and see what you like. When you watch that video, what feels like it's authentically you? I've always been a bright and bubbly person. So when I wear bright colors, I feel like even if we're talking about like an intense video topic, I feel like you're seeing that bubbly bright side of me. And so that's what I try to present forward when I do video. Now, whatever color your eyes are, whatever you want to portray, give it a try with different wardrobe colors and see what comes across as the most you and the most authentic. And that plays a big part in confidence. What you wear absolutely makes a difference in how comfortable and confident you feel on camera. You always want to feel comfortable. Always. If you're doing a photo shoot, say you're about to have headshots done, do not pick the cute outfit over the comfortable outfit. You want to feel comfortable in your body and in the way that you're able to sit and to be able to breathe. All of that has an effect on your delivery on camera, whether it's in video or photo. So always make sure that you are comfortable, but then find ways to add pops of confidence in your appearance, whether it's some jewelry or a bright color or your nails, whatever it is, make sure that you're adding those things because it will make you feel better about your videos and it will help you to continually evolve. So that's the biggest thing that I think I've learned since starting Camera Brave is that you are always evolving through video. Video is truly a journey. I say that a lot because it's very true. You start at a certain point, but there isn't ever going to be a point where you've finished and you've learned everything. I think it's really become apparent to me 
these last few years because of the change in social media and the different formats of videos and the different apps that we're watching videos on and short format versus long format and editing apps being put into something as simple as Instagram. I mean, it's changed the learning curve. It's changed the need for access to expensive equipment. So much has changed that video is truly just a journey now. So if you're listening to these tips and you find one of them to be something that you'd like to walk away with and to try to implement, I think that would be a great way to continue moving on down your journey. So the second thing, the first thing was eye contact. That's something that I've really feel like I've become better at because I don't wear my glasses and because I wear colors that help my eyes to pop. That makes a difference. I 100% feel a difference versus if I had a black t-shirt on and my glasses on, and I was talking to you that way, it's a completely different than the feel that you're getting of me right now. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this podcast, then hopefully you can feel the bright green that I'm wearing and how it's making my eyes pop. (laughs) The second biggest area that I've created hacks in is lighting. When it comes to lighting, I always, always, always will use one of these two things, either a ring light or natural sunlight. You have no idea what a big difference this makes. Ring lights allow you to pick a different color hue. So you can pick a whiter blue undertone light, or you can go with a softer yellow undertone light. Those yellow undertone lights are not very flattering for my skin type. The white undertone, the bluer lights, those are so flattering, like natural sunlight and like these settings that you can pick on your ring light. Those make a huge difference. If I cut the light and just have the overhead light in my apartment on right now, the magic of this video would be cut in half. And I understand a lot of you may be listening to this on podcast form, but you know what I mean. If you've ever taken a selfie in your kitchen and then taken a selfie outside, you will see the difference in fluorescent overhead lighting and beautiful lighting. That's why car selfies look so good. That's why those are so popular. When you're in your car, you're surrounded by so much natural light. So natural light and ring light are absolute hacks. And if you are not taking advantage of them, try. Try that example right there. Go take a selfie in your kitchen and then take a selfie outside. You will like the outside photo better. The sun is so flattering. It is your best friend. And when you are using natural lighting, I talk a lot about this on my social media. So if you're looking for tips, go over to camera brave on my Instagram specifically. I share uh, reels and things about this quite often, but if you're wanting to use natural light, try to avoid the 12 o'clock hour because that's when the sun is directly overhead. And that's when it's going to be the harshest. You want to instead try to incorporate indirect light where the sun isn't exactly shining on you. So you're in the shade and a soft shadow or golden hour, sunset, sunrise photos. Those are gorgeous. There's 
that is why they call it the golden hour, everybody, because those sunset photos, that glow is just gorgeous. So lighting makes a huge difference. These hacks may sound basic, but they are not things that I necessarily thought were like the law when I first started to take video. And now they are. Now they are like my unbreakable guidelines. Or even if I have to take a video using a fluorescent light, I it honestly bothers me because I know that this video would look better, would look more aesthetic. It would be easier on the eyes if it were lit by the sun or a ring light. So use this to not only look at your own work, but to educate yourself as to how you can make your videos a little bit shinier, sparkle a little bit more. The next thing that has made a big difference as a hack has been this background. I talk a lot about repurposing your content. The Camera Brave Show started out as a podcast. It was only available via audio form as a podcast. The thing that allowed me to also have a video way to produce this show, which you may be watching right now, is this background. Before, there was zero chance that my background would ever look the way that I would have been happy enough to have produced a video in front of it. There was no way that I would have ever been able to get it to a point where I would have said, okay, this will work for a video. And even if I wanted to, it would have been way more work to get it to not be busy, but still be aesthetic and to be clean, but not stark white, to not be pushed directly up against a wall. So you feel claustrophobic, but to not be showing my entire TV and dining room and everything that's behind me. This background changed the game and it's a hack. And whether you realize it or not, it plays an effect of the clean aesthetic of this video, 100%. And if you're listening to this, you should know I am in front of a white grayish background. You've seen it on my stories if you follow me on Instagram. And it absolutely gives me a much cleaner look than if I had my living room back there. The fourth hack is the most important thing uh, that I do, and I talk about this, I know you've heard it, content outlines. Yes, content outlines are the video hack that I knew I needed from day one and that I still use. What do I mean by a content outline? I mean that every time before you present your content, whether it's a live, a reel, a story, a long format, podcast or video, you line out your content. So you start with an idea and then you go and break that idea down into exactly how you want to talk about it and what you want to make sure you touch on and your points of emphasis. You outline everything. I still do this for every piece of content that I make. Now it's very ironic because I just did a live earlier today and I did my content outline. I knew that I was going to talk about my six week course and I went in and I wrote my bullet points of, I'm going to talk about what the course is, who it's for, break down each module and why the time right now is the perfect time for it. 
I wrote it all out and I did the live ironically without ever looking at my notes. Sometimes that happens. And same thing when I'm creating a podcast episode, sometimes you outline your content and that is enough to outline your mind. And when you're talking and presenting your content, even if you're not positive, if you hit every single point, you know that you are creating good content and that you don't necessarily have to go off of the book because you've already organized it and you've already decided what you want to talk about. So content outlines are absolutely something that I think you should be doing. There's something that I'm doing and they are crucial. Thank you so much for listening with me today. I hope that these hacks help you not only to encourage you, but also to put it into perspective that so much of this has been rehearsed and fine-tuned and critiqued. That's why I'm such a big advocate of watching your own content, even if it's just for a second, because I know it can be really tough in the beginning to watch yourself back. took me years before I could watch my own self back. But when you can do that, you can constantly pick up on things that you want to improve upon or things that you really like that you want to make intentional. So keep that in mind when you're watching video and you're thinking, oh, it's perfect. I can never get mine that perfect. The truth is that there's just a strategy of steps that you could absolutely follow to be creating that perfect looking video. As always, you can find me over at Camera Brave on Instagram and Facebook. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week, and I'll see you next time on the Camera Brave Show.